You're listening to an event from the U.S. Institute of Peace, part of the USIP Podcast Network. For more information about our work around the world, visit usip.org and check us out on social media. Good morning and welcome. My name is Lise Grande. I'm the head of the United States Institute of Peace. This was an institution that Congress established in 1984 as a nonpartisan public institute dedicated to helping prevent, mitigate, and resolve violent conflict abroad. It's great honor to welcome to the institute the head of the Office of the President in Ukraine, Mr. Andrei Yermak. Andrei Yermak serves currently as the chairman of the Coordination Headquarters for Humanitarian and Social Affairs. He is a member of the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine. In 2019, Dr. Yermak was appointed as the presidential aide for foreign policy issues. During the war in Donbass, Mr. Yermak negotiated major prisoner exchanges with Russia. Even as the Ukrainian people right now are fighting to defend their sovereignty, their territory, and cultural heritage, Ukrainian leaders are looking forward to a just and lasting peace. In March 2022, President Zelensky outlined a 10-point peace formula that will do exactly this. In his recent speech to the UN General Assembly, President Zelensky said, and I quote, for the first time, in modern history, we have the chance to end the aggression on terms the nation which was attacked demands. This is a bold, it's a profound commitment, and it's a privilege for all of us here today to better understand the approach that Ukraine is adopting so that we can better support Ukraine in its battle to defeat Russia and in its aspirations for a just peace on its terms. With your permission, Mr. Yermak, may we welcome you to the podium. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, first I'd like to thank you for having me here today. It's a, it's a great honor for me and pleasure to speak before the community that has been created for the great mission. To promote international peace and the resolution of conflicts among the nations and people of the world without resource to a violence. It was in the 1984 and it was 23.57 on the Domesday clock one of the most serious crises of the Cold War era. But it turned out to be the last one. Soon the evil empire was defeated. Looks, it's incredible. The law that established the Institute of the Peace was signed by President Reagan, the one who outlawed Russian forever. I used to see uh, contradictions in this. Now I know there is none. Because peace is not just the absence of war. Peace is guarantee of punishment for tyrant who complained aggression. Today, evil empire has returned from hell. It's been revenge. So in the Institute of Peace, I have to speak about war. Ukraine has been fighting for its freedom for 649 days. We have broken the plans of the Russians' blitzkrieg. We have stood firm. Ukrainians are immensely grateful to everyone who has helped us remain a sovereign and independent nation. We will not forget this. We have a long memory. You know, my acquaintance and all veterans kept a can opening from the set of land lease spam throughout his life. Just a reminder of the price our nation paid to overcome Nazism and exhausting six-year six -year war. Now, we are facing a war of attrition again. 
the evil empires is reviving an excess of evil. It creates new crises, funds the flames of the long-staying conflicts. The Middle East, Africa, possibly the Balkans, the rules-based world is under DDoS attack. Their plan is a global fire fought locally. We can and must prevent this. We need to treat the disease, not its symptoms. Negotiations that the terrorists always end in one leaves fragile ceasefire. The key to peace lies to depriving their puppet masters of power. The peace formula presented by President Zelensky is just about this. It offered a comprehensive response to the security challenges facing humanity and restore justice to the world. It's Ukrainian formula, but the peace plan built on the has co-offers from around the world. We are turning goodwill into good actions. Says it's possible. Well, Bishop Millen writes was skeptic too. Men will never fly because flying is reserved for the angels, he said. The within a year, his sons took to the skies. It took a year for our formula to take fight as well. In the first meeting of the ambassadors regarding the formula, 21 countries and international organizations were rep uh, represented. In the 10th meetings held on the last Friday, we were 86. As a result of these meetings, mechanism for implementing for formula are being created. We are finalized during meetings of security and foreign policy advisors. There have already been three. The fourth is scheduled soon. We each meeting the grow stronger. We get closer to the global peace summit in the level of the leaders. A gathering of world leaders committed to achieving a just, sustainable, and comprehensive peace as quickly as possible. And we believe that this summit will take place very soon. I need to emphasize our goal is to fix the international relations systems to make it work based on the rule of law rather than the law of force. The peace formula has already become international ecosystem. Now it is integrated structure and its elements are closely interconnected. It is a framework under which executive mechanism is mounted. A just, comprehensive and lasting peace is only possible as a result of collective will and collective efforts. Responsible states that respect international law should stay united and committed to save the world. We prevention of war can only and achieve through the reliable multilateral security guarantee of Ukraine. This is foundation to build the future. Tyrants never stop their own. Their stop is not too late. The implementation of the peaceful formula will allow us to do that. Thank you for your attention. Andre, thank you very much for, you. for being here. Leish, thanks for thank introducing you, this. Thank you. Um, it's a great honor to have uh, Andre Yermak here. It's a great honor to see this group here. This is quite a crew. You've drawn a crowd here, Andre. Um, so here we are at the Institute of Peace. And as you've said, um, we're here talking about, and as Lisa said, we're here talking about war today. Um, uh, the Institute of Peace looks for ways, options for a just and lasting peace. Um, a just and lasting peace is not, as you've indicated, um, doesn't necessarily result uh, from giving up, looking for a ceasefire, um, 
that won't lead, as you've indicated, to a just and lasting peace. John Herbst and I, and, and uh, Ambassador Herbst, I should say, um, and David Kramer, I had a conversation earlier last week. Uh, and you referenced history back in 1984. Well, we were going all the way back to uh, 1940. 1940 was a was the darkest hour for the for the Brits. For the Germans were going across the continent. British army was almost surrounded. Uh, the new prime minister had just taken office. The old prime minister uh, Chamberlain was arguing to Churchill that he should negotiate. And the foreign minister, Halifax, you should negotiate, Mr. Prime Minister, with Hitler. We can't win this. Um, and as we know, um, Churchill said, no, we're going to fight on the beaches. We will not surrender. Um, we hear a lot similar kinds of things from President Zelensky, uh, from the Ukrainians. However, we also hear voices like Chamberlain and Halifax saying, it's hopeless, can't win, uh, should negotiate. Um, we've even heard that in this city and in Europe. Not from governments, as near as I can tell. We've not heard that from our government, others. I'm interested to know, Andre, if you have heard this pressure, this suggestion that you negotiate at this point. Thank you, Bill. Uh, and uh, I'd like to say, first of all, and to little bit be back to the 1919, uh, 2019s, and to say that uh, from uh, the first day then President Zelensky started to be a president, we have, Ukraine have uh, more than 200 rounds of negotiation with Russia. Because you know that we have the heritage from the uh, previous uh, power and we received Minsk agreements. And during two years, in the formats of Minsk, in the formats of Normandy, we have these rounds of negotiations. Everybody can see what happened in 24 of the February last year. And it was a result that we give Russia uh, the opportunity to be prepared for this invasion. It means that uh, the, for us it's absolutely understandable that Ukraine, we uh, have to win. Have to win and we able to win this war. But of course, because the war in Ukraine have the big influence not just uh, to our country, to the European continent. Uh, we can see that they have the influence to the, all the world and uh, they uh, make a lot of crises. And I mean not just the crisis uh, of food, I, I mean the crisis of uh, ecology and many others. Of course, uh, uh, one year ago, President Zelensky announced Ukrainian's peaceful formula to show that we are very clear, very, very transparent about what the goal of this war and what it means the victory of Ukraine. First of all, it's uh, our territory is the rec international recognized uh, border. Our sovereignty, our independence, our freedom. This is the value for which we are fighting. And uh, uh, I'm very happy that, uh, uh, as I mentioned, we already have the recognitions of the responsible country, which already we have the last meetings, 86, who is recognized that uh, peaceful formula of President Zelensky, it started to be uh, not just political documents, it's absolutely realistic documents. In Malta, last meetings in the level of the political advisors and national security advisors, we presented the results of the five working groups 
which mentioned uh, five first five points of the peaceful formula. It was really very successful and all the participants, all colleagues uh, have the opportunity to see that is a, a real uh, proposals, real decisions which uh, give to us perspective to end this war and to settle the crisis which was arised in the result of this war. It's mean that Ukrainian continue fighting and uh, we once again we know that we able we showed during these two years what we able to do. I'd like to once again to say we already liberated 50% of the territory which was occupied from 24th uh, of the last year. We are practically uh, uh, today making big troubles for the Russian flats in the Black Sea. And you know after Russia go out from the uh, grain initiatives which was uh, settled with uh, the help of the Turkey and United Nations, we are created new corridors and these new corridors it's already worked. And this is recognized by everybody, including Turkey. Um, it's mean that, but in the same time, we are go forward uh, with the peaceful formula. We are looking for the next meetings uh, in the beginning of, in the level of the advisors, in the beginning of next year, in which we are planning uh, to present uh, the last five points. And then we are starting be, uh, preparing for the first summit in the level of the leaders. Once again, the time of negotiations for negotiation is finished. Now we uh, see that we need to have the concrete plan, which will be supported by the mostly responsible country in the world. And this is, will be the way if in some moment in the results of the, our success in the battlefield we can present as a real way how to end this war and how to liberate it all territories not just was occupied by, from 24th of the February but occupied beginning from the 2014th including Crimea. Andre. Um there will be discussions this afternoon, and your president uh, will, will address uh, this issue this afternoon uh, to our Congress. Um, and you just made the point that with that support, with the support from the United States and the rest of NATO, you believe, and I've talked to some of your generals, and they also believe that if they get that support, they can get back to the 1991 borders, the borders that are internationally recognized. There's still skepticism about that. You know this. You've, we've heard this. Um, when you talk to the generals and when you talk to the people who are going to accomplish this mission that you just described, what do they tell you? How, how does this happen? Bill, it's a war. And uh, nobody can give you the 100% uh, plan and guarantees that it's happened how just it's uh, very well, if just it's very well planning. But uh, look to the fact. Look to the fact how it's beginning. Look to the fact uh, what was the, uh, you know, I have the very interesting uh, conversation during my last visit to DC. Uh, it was meeting the, the National Security Advisor is in the White House and uh, we are sitting this uh, my good friend, colleagues, Jake Sullivan, uh, Tim Barrow, Emmanuel Bonn and Jens Plötner. And uh, uh, in the end of these meetings, uh, one of them said, look, it's uh, incredible. We had the, our last meeting before invasion was in Brussels before one week. If somebody can say uh, in that moment that just you, we can see you one more or we can meet in two years, practically two years in White House and talking about how to help you to win this war, we never believe. 
but it's happened. Of course, this we need so much this uh, continue this aid. We need so much that Congress uh, uh, voted and supported this new package uh, for Ukraine. And of course, it helped us to continue fighting and continue to liberate our territories. Of course, Ukraine have the concrete plan and we now working for the, our alliance and uh, partners uh, to finalize uh, this plan for the next year because, uh, you know, uh, we'd like to end and would like to win as soon as possible because already two years, two years, it's a big terms. It's a very difficult for our people, but Ukrainians still very motivated. And you're absolutely right. Our people believe and sure that we will win. Of course, I'm not a military expert, but uh, I can say that uh, it's, it's a great that today our military, our intelligence worked very closely in the high levels of understanding this the partners especially this united states the great britons this other aliens and it's mean that uh, we we really have the plan and this plan it includes and the military operations as i said it includes this diplomatic activity and of course, it uh, includes uh, the, our cooperation in the uh, communications and the information, because I think it's a very important. Sometimes we unfortunately started forget which, what we are already done together. It's incredible. It's necessary. Don't uh, forget that we are fighting against big country. We are fighting against the big enemies of the NATO. And before these fightings, uh, I think small group of the people in the world can imagine and can realize that it's in, in reality it's possible to stop this army, who is somebody called like a second army in the world. Now it's a second army in Ukraine. Andre, you're exactly right. So I have one last question, and then there are people in this room who would like to ask you questions as well. So you're, you'll have the opportunity. You mentioned that the military aspect, aspect um, and when I talk to Ukrainians, when I it's not after the war, it's after the victory. Um, and then this, this peace formula goes into effect. How can now, even before that, while the military activities going on. While the war goes on, how can the international community help? You've mentioned these conferences in Copenhagen and Jeddah and Malta, and one more coming up. Are there ways that the international communities, yes, governments, but even people like us that can help you think through or give advice or provide examples or do some technical work in this area um, that would be useful for the 10-point plan? Uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, first of all, it's everything happened in parallel way. It's not mean that we are waiting something. We are continue fighting, you know, every day. Every day we are in our people, our soldiers, our heroes fighting in the front line. In parallel way, we are not stopping uh, to work on this uh, 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 initiative of the President Peaceful Formula. Why it's so important? Because you can see what happened uh, for Putin, uh, for Russia, he uh, not have the results and not have the success in Ukraine. He started to make new fires around the world. You can see same uh, line of the uh, of this country like uh, uh, Russia, Iran, North Korea, they fired in Middle East. Now they're looking to the Balkans. It's mean that um, it's a very important to show them by the victory in Ukraine that dictators, 
the uh, country who is not respect international law obviously will lose this is strategically important for all our future because in other countries looking to them and looking to the results what happened why today uh, the Russia is so active and because they want to divide the world and peaceful formula it's one of the uh, very concrete uh, possibility how to join the world because in this formula for us it's a very important participations not just the countries who is strategically our partners but the country from the global south who is some of them occupied natural positions some of them it's necessary to explain why for them it's uh, uh, not right uh, to be in in the side of the aggressors and uh, I can say that we have uh, real success because you know in Jeddah uh, the practically all the global uh, players uh, from global south uh, participated and the number of this country from Latin America Africa Asia it's increased 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 by each uh, by each meetings and of course the second reason for Russia is to back to the game you can see that till we have we give any times to Russia to think that just in theoretical level it's possible for them for Putin not losing Ukraine he started feel stronger it's very important strategically important not give him and same countries who is once again not respect international law and international orders to give this opportunity to think that they can win why so important to not lose the time why so important to really continue uh, uh, to help Ukraine to win and once again we show that we able if because one once again we're I'm not the military experts and uh, I'm I but please look to the facts without emotions what really happened during these two years what concrete results calculated how today's losses of the russians it's one against tens it's thousands russian soldiers which every day we destroyed in the front line yes it's a very difficult yes it's critically we have we need a lot of things first of all the shelters 155 we still uh, need long-range uh, uh, missiles we still need air defense it's critically important but you can see if we received it you can see the results of using it's not just 100 percent it's more concrete results if we, if we have air defense our people back to ukraine uh, if people back to Ukraine, it's help our economy increase. If we have air defense, the grain corridors working. If we will have air defense, we will uh, increase our exports. It means that we can start to be economically more, uh, more uh, stronger. Uh, and uh, in the last I'd like to say that you can see uh, that uh, we are I can say uh, the best promoter uh, for the many Americans weapons because uh, you can before Ukrainians started to use Patriots nobody can be sure that Patriots your Patriots destroy any kind of missiles and if you get the some tapes of the uh, one more Putin's uh, lies than he several times ago said that looks 
American tax player spend this money for nothing. We have some special rockets, special missiles. It's lie because your patriot destroyed everything. And your patriots every night survived the lives of Ukrainians. And thank you very much. Andre, I was, you're exactly right. Uh, Patriot missiles were amazing, but they were manned by, they were staffed by, they were operated by Ukrainians. Um, we didn't know that those Patriots could actually shoot down those uh, hypersonic uh, missiles, and they did. You did uh, with those weapons. So, you're, so I am interested now in your questions and comments. I see Ambassador Herbst has got his hand up right away, but others will be very welcome uh, to have this, Matt. And, uh, and I see that we have some friends over here. Okay, good. John, you're, you're first up, and Kirtika will have a uh, mic for you. Okay, Bill, thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Yermak. Um, a lot of the people on the wrong side of the public debate here in the United States, and for that matter in Europe, say that Russia has the advantage of time. I think they're wrong because the Ukrainian people are fighting for their existence and the Russian people are not fighting for their existence. I know that your intelligence services have very good feel for what's going on in Russia. What do you see as their vulnerabilities as this war goes forward? Russian vulnerabilities. Russian weakness. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, once again, look to the fact. Not just back from the very beginning. Back to the period of Prigozhin. All this show. And you can see that uh, the, the personally Putin and the Russia, because uh, he is the person who has decided 100% of the, for everybody, people, for everybody who is living in the Russia, they are really weak. You're absolutely right. They have not motivation because they are not fighting Some, sometimes the soldiers who is uh, taken by our soldiers in the front line they explain that uh, we don't know we have one week for the preparation we don't know uh, for what we are we are going uh, to ukraine especially you can see who now mostly fightings and uh, it's criminals they send the person, they back to the ideology of Stalin. They send the person who is understand. If they go back, they will be killed in, in, in the moment. It's mean that it's explanations uh, for what and why they have not, uh, uh, they have not these motivations. Uh, plus, uh, you know, uh, I absolutely believe that it's a very important the position of the world. And this is great that the mostly people, ordinary people in the world, nevertheless to the, their own uh, problems, their life with change, new challenges but they still very support ukraine because they understand for what we are fighting the people we give the chances to the world to really understand it's possible to live and to not be afraid it started some volumes which we have mentioned a lot of times but sometimes it started be like the theoretical things we show that it's absolutely practical things. How people, because I'd like to back in the beginning, the first months of the, of the full-scale invasions. In that moment, we have not uh, hammers, we have not, but the people stop tanks by the hands. These nations can't stop. These uh, Ukrainian nations can't tired. Tired because I can say, if it's possible, 
you know that your child ill, unfortunately, and you sure that you can survive and help, how it's possible to tired? You can go in other rooms, spend some and back because it's important. We are living in these emotions. Thank you, Andre. So right here and then here, yeah, please. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Jonathan Landay with Reuters. Russia, uh, Dr. Yermak, has been stepping up its offensive operations in the east. Um, and even though it's taking, seems to be taking huge losses, it's still continuing uh, to increase or to to uh, wage these offensive operations. Are Ukrainian troops now s having to switch to the defensive after the so-called the summer uh, counteroffensive, um, or are Ukrainian the Ukrainian troops able to continue offensive operations under these conditions? Thank you. First of all, uh, don't forget that Putin have the election in next year. For Putin, it's very important any dates. It was many of them. Never during these two years, he have not any real big success, which he tried to organize for some particular dates. Nothing change. He continues same strategy. Of course, you're absolutely right. The size of the country different. Plus, you know, we have why so fundamental difference between Ukrainians and Russians. For us, life of one each person, it's a very important. For them, nothing. They just don't take the body of the people who is killed. Some place, thousands of them stay in the, in, in the, in the land. Now I can say that, uh, you know, it's, um, it's combined, of course, first of all, for defendings and for some uh, separate uh, offensive operations in some direction. You're absolutely right that the numbers of the forces, the number of the which Russia concentrated, not just in the east, in different uh, directions, of course, to make for us uh, difficulties. Why so important? And if we are very concretely mentioned some places, like for example, Kherson, why for us so important long-range missiles? Because just in the liberated uh, territories, for us it's uh, very difficult without these uh, particular weapons to defend it, our people who is back, who is believe and who is stay in this place. But they are under the attack every night, every day, non-stopping. This is my answer. Thank you, Jonathan. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Thank you so much. I'm Jill Baggerman here at USIP, um, and thank you for allowing us to host you today. Thank you. My question brings us back to the 10-point plan, and especially some of the points that essentially boil down to the immediate protection of the environment or in their implementation have some significant implications on water security, especially on the Dnieper River. I am curious for what options or mechanisms you envision for implementing these parts of the peace plan, especially as the river also has, is a part of the defensive line. So what kinds of things are feasible for either unilaterally, bilaterally, or with multilateral support implementing the peace plan for current and future generations of Ukrainians? Thank you. Thank you. A uh, very important issue, and uh, because the damages uh, to ecology system, it's terrible. It's really terrible, and what is important to understand that uh, 
a lot of events happened in the world and a lot of uh, uh, very respected people to meet and to discuss uh, uh, some future potential crisis but we already have this problem we already have this uh, tragedy in, in Ukraine and this is important uh, to show that the humanity and the, all the world we are able first of all uh, to really uh, realize to test it what happened what real damage because this issue have the several elements first of all it's necessary to really fix what happens and what real damages real damages it's not only about to understand how to survive how to settle this but real damages as well it's a very important because to calculate it for the future compensations for the future courts and uh, the second it's a very important uh, to understand if it possible how to back to the normal life because if we are looking to Kachovska uh, stations uh, catastrophe nobody can say for you for 100 percent if it possible in just in theory uh, to back to the level of the of the life to back to the kind of the animals to the kind of the of the nature around this place and the last how we can prevent and how we can protect it for the any potentials in the future same catastrophe this is the goals and elements uh, of the uh, for example the special groups which we are created uh, uh, for on the base of the task of the president Zelensky in the office of presidents in which we include very famous international expert who is already working and we are looking very soon of the one of the first documents which will be concentrated especially for the recommendations for the analysis especially of these three elements and thank you very much because uh, the points of the peaceful formula about ecology i think one of the most important because it's once again it's about our future uh, and you know what one of the genius i think idea which we are received from our colleagues experts and this is a very important to in the result of this work to create the ecology map of ukraine because uh, you know uh, i think the influence uh, in the world uh, for this war will be bigger if the people exactly if the people especially in latin america in in the country who is uh, uh, located in the long distance uh, from ukraine exactly understand how beautiful ukraine why it's really masterpiece because no unfortunately if something for example happened in italy everybody in the world uh, imagine uh, country museum and understand what is it when we explain what happened in in ukraine many people in the world not understand it's necessary to explain it's necessary to have this uh, ecology map thank you thank you andre sir Thank you, Ambassador Taylor. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, you come here as, <clears throat> sorry, as Congress is debating uh, spending legislation in the supplemental that would include funding for Ukraine. So I was wondering, um, when I was uh, in Kiev in September, uh, when Secretary Blinken was there, uh, Prime Minister Sh uh, Schmigel said that direct budgetary support is very important. Uh, for the government of Ukraine coming from the US. So I wondered uh, if you could give us a concrete example of problems that your government budget would have or problems on the battlefield that would occur if the United States is not uh, is not going to approve more uh, aid for Ukraine. Thank you. Thank you very much. I 
give you a very concrete answer. If the help, uh, which now debating in Congress, uh, will be just postponed, I, I wanted to say uh, not happened, uh, it gives the big risk that uh, we can be in same position w when we are loc located now. And of course, it's make uh, with very high possibility impossible to continue liberate and give the big risk to lose this war. If we are talking about direct budget support, of course, you know that uh, we showed that uh, uh, once again, it's a very important to understand. Just during this terrible war, of course, with your support, with the help of the other partners, but we in life, our country living, our people uh, backing to Ukraine. And of course, without this uh, direct budget support, it will be difficult to keep and uh, to keep in same positions and uh, uh, to be for the people uh, uh, to really survive. To really survive during the, the, the situation, then the world is continuing. Is why it's extremely critically important that this support will be voted and will be voted as soon as possible. Yes, just today, immediately after our meetings. <laughs> I go to the Congress, I go to the White House, I go to the State Departments, yes. You know that, as said uh, our President Vladimir Zelensky, it's, it's mean that we need to spend uh, for interest of Ukraine each minute which we outside of Ukraine. So Andre, you, you mentioned um, that you've got tight time and so I'm going to ask three people to ask their questions and you can respond to any or all of them okay. and, and, and she will tell us how much time we have left. <laughs> so let's start, start here, one, two and three. Nina Giappetti is a Global Analytics and Advisory Services. I'm so happy to know that you're going to make visits around Washington. Amongst your asks, are you going to focus at all on the need to get U.S. support for information operations? Information sphere inside of Russia is dominant by certain messages and, and people are very limited to the kinds of you know, insights that they're getting about the war. Uh, how, how big is this a priority for you? In addition to long-range missiles, air defense, are you making an ask for additional help in information? Good question. Yeah, hang yeah, on to that one. Yeah. Okay, good. And? Yeah, Peter Summer, I'm with um, PK Summer with uh, Capital Intel CI Ukraine. My question is, you're meeting with the U.S. defense companies today, tomorrow. Have you got any commitments of producing in Ukraine from people like Lockheed CEO, James Tacklett? Another question is, rather than asking for money or for getting funding, can you get, are you working to get the $300 billion of Russian frozen assets from the central bank and almost $200 billion of ol oligarch frozen assets to Ukraine now so you can finish the war and <coughs> rebuild the country as you're fighting Russia? Is that something that you're working on? It's almost four to $500 billion. Thank very you. good, very good. And Matthew. Thank you very much, Mr. Yermak. Um, my name is Matthew Murray and I teach at Columbia, but I also do project work in Ukraine. And I was just appointed by the Cabinet of Ministers to help select the new chair of the National Agency for Corruption Prevention. And I also work for the Ministry of Digital Transformation on their efforts to digitize governance and change the essence of the way government works in Ukraine. I, I think this would be a good opportunity for you to talk to this audience about what Ukraine is doing to both fight Russia and fight corruption at the same time. So I, we would welcome your thoughts on what you're doing proactively to build on the great progress that you've already made. Thank you. Matthew, thank you. So, um, Andre, information operations, um, co-production and frozen assets, and everything, corruption. You got e everything it. You got it. Okay. First, you know that information, it's a very strong weapons. 
and definitely in the beginning of full-scale invasions I can say that we absolutely win in the beginning this war now we feel that we little bit uh, give to Russia some advantage of this and Russian propaganda machine because they all this Soviet school KGB school it's really strong it's necessary to understand and of course it's the work uh, we can't do it uh, without cooperation with the partners first of all it's important to work against uh, Russians uh, disinformations because it's not the secret that not have the success in the battlefield of course Russia started to use any mechanism internal in the country internal in the Europe to talk about little bit I, I back to your questions but of course we fighting these corruptions of course 40 years we have these problems but it's not true that Ukraine is most corrupted country in the world this is the difference to fight things to show concrete results and to have these narratives next I'm, I, I'm absolutely sure that now of course Middle East Israel and but it's necessary that especially American society society of our partners know the truth know the positive truth know about problems but know exactly and why the presidents uh, the uh, very much concentrated and uh, uh, give the tax to the military that the mostly international journalists have the opportunity to go to the front line to see what happened to see positive things how work your weapons what the problems what if some have the delay for just 155 or something more what really created the problems this is a very very important you know that uh, uh, after Vilnius after um, uh, declarations of the security guarantees and already 40 countries joined to these documents and we have started these consultations we ask our partners includes the points of the informational security as the obvious uh, points in these documents I think it's a very important and uh, uh, I hope that it's necessary uh, these coordinations and in the level of the Council NATO Ukraine and in the level of the uh, bilateral relationship we are very much for us it's one of the big priority joint productions yes I'm waiting very much for the conference for today it's my main goal to come thank you very much uh, for pre President Zelensky President Biden uh, who is decided about this conference I hope it will be very successful I can say for you honestly yes I have a lot of meetings uh, tomorrow my estimate and I ask uh, the team who is coming you know uh, uh, the we coming for the delegation the, the speaker Stefan Chuk we are Minister Umerov of Defense the Ministry of Tra Strategic Industry Commission I hope that I, I wanted uh, to make uh, some any uh, uh, in advance uh, comments but I my estimate that we need to have uh, we have tomorrow very concrete because I have task from presidents back with concrete decisions we not coming to talk like uh, maybe after years we need to, we have war we need our defense we need shelters we need we, we need many things we understand that it's not enough that we now receiving and we are responsible people I'd like to explain we are very appreciate your help and support we are very respect everything which doing especially from United States 
but we are responsible, responsible people. We are looking to the future. We want sometimes to, to lose, lose and uh, uh, I'm sorry, to not lose, it's uh, to change these proportions and to start it, be stronger ourselves together this you and start it and make this localization in Ukraine. We are looking uh, for uh, uh, that this procedure uh, will be as quick as, uh, as possible. We have extremely talented new generation of the people. We need it and for the capability of our military and at the same time for our capability economical because it's give to us opportunity for new uh, job place. It's, uh, uh, you know, two weeks ago I have the extremely interesting meetings in our technical university in Kyiv. You know, I was so impressed how many young people First of all, who is decided to stay in Ukraine, who is believe in the future of Ukraine, who is already participated, and we just decided, uh, I need to additionally check, but uh, I hope that it's happened, that we just back three best students uh, who present some interesting projects to bring to this conference, uh, they, they will have opportunity to talk and maybe to found the partners uh, for the future joint ventures. I think it's a very important to join the, uh, your technology, uh, our capability, our motivations. And unfortunately, today's the opportunity to use it tomorrow in the front line it's a very, very important. Plus, I think it's important that, uh, you know, these cooperations, I hope after this war, it will be just now, you need to know that up to the 70% of the financial aids, it stay in the United States. You know, we are work, for us it's important for all of us to win this war but looking to the perspective looking to the future of course uh, all in the uh, all the people in the world understand that the next uh, 20 years this industry will be just increase and of course we need uh, uh, to think about it and uh, we know and we sure that our joint productions, our own productions, in one of the our um, uh, strategy and one of the priority about corruption. It has to be pretty yes. quick uh, yeah. because your team is just giving me a signal here. But go ahead, Ivan. Uh, <clears throat> I can say for you a following: before I started to work in the office of president 25 years i work in the international as an international lawyers in ukraine uh, i'm personally know what means the court system in ukraine in the past years i absolutely remember how 20 years ago I go, go to my first court hearings. I didn't sleep one week. I prepared. I think, okay, I remember the movie like firms, like about Americans movie about lawyers. And I imagine that the judge will sitting, listen me how I'm defended my clients. After 10 minutes, I exactly understand. It's not interesting anybody. I personally know what is it corruption in the past time. I defended international companies in Ukraine who was under the pressure of the tax authority without any legal uh, basis. Why for me personally? It's a very important then 
President Zelensky started and decided to go to the president, why for him, for successful person, very successful person, he decided to go to the politics in not okay nobody can understand these challenges it was impossible to understand these challenges which we reality have but one of the most important reasons is to we'd like to stay and to live in ukraine but we can't recognize and accept the system which existing why for us in in the blood it's not because somebody recommended, somebody asked, request, because in our blood reforms in our country. The second, you know, always, if nothing happened and the people just talking about reforms, and we remember that time, it was nothing, not any scandal, not any publications because nothing happens people declared 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 but when in the prisons chief of the supreme court when in the prisons oligarch kolomoisky when in the prisons deputy of the ministers it means that what is the most important that for main purpose for the presidents of the country, who is zero tolerance to the corruptions, this is the most important. <coughs> it's give chance and strong uh, think that these fightings really will be successful. Plus, I think it will be difficult to mention another country in the world which during so terrible war you can see just two european countries which have not war but they not make so significant real steps for uh, fighting the corruptions to reform the countries we already you can see the uh, results uh, the recommendation of euro commissions and we are looking for the last uh, five losses, including uh, special anti-corruption prosecutor and minorities. We will vote. I hope it will be enough to our Hungarian friends. Uh, it's because for us it's extremely important that uh, European Council uh, voted and opened the negotiations for our future membership. The same happened and the task of the presidents that now we have not, not another standards for our military. We have one standard, standards of NATO, because our future in NATO. We show that Ukrainian army, one of the strongest army in the Europe. It means that we already part of the Western military alliance society, it's mean it's logical that our future it's a membership of NATO. And the last things about corruptions. Uh, you know that I don't know where in the world existing so strong and so large anti-corruption systems. If you can analyze, you, you can see this fact. And this is already existing in, in, in Ukraine. And what is the most important? That the first time then all these anti-corruption body have the full support of their proper, very uh, clear activity from the power. Because long period of time, they exist separately, doing something, and the power existing separately. Now they have political will, first of all, from the president of Ukraine. 
Andre, thank you very much. Uh, let me do three thank things. Thank you. Let me do three things. One is to thank you very much for thank this. You. Thank, great you. Great job. thank you. Second is if people will stay just uh, stay seated for a moment, we'll get Andre out of here. Um, third is. Um, for those of you who can stick around a little bit, there's another senior official from Moldova who is actually going to be here at noon, and Ambassador Bill Hill is going to, uh, with uh, Jorgen Andrews, going to have that conversation with them. So stick around if you will, and Andre, thank you again for thank all you. your time. Good, thank you. Good, good. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this event. If you'd like to listen to more events or explore our other podcasts, visit usip.org forward slash podcasts. Thank you.